Good morning, Crossroads. I hope everybody's safe and healthy. Today I'm going to be reading you guys Scripture, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. And that reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Hope everybody has a good day. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Great to see you today. Thanks for that scripture, Ezra. Be anxious for nothing. Yeah. Ezra and I, uh, before we get into the scripture, we just want everybody to know we've started a quarantine hair growing contest. You got, you yeah. got your Thomas We're Jefferson. See. Now, in fairness to those who had short hair when this all started, see here in Michigan, if you're outside of Michigan, you might not know this, but uh, here in Michigan, we can't get our hair cut unless we get it cut at home. And most people don't want to let the people they're living with do the cutting. Now, that wouldn't be me. That wouldn't be oh, me. Yeah. He's already talking. I've heard no there's cutting. other. I've yeah. heard there's other people. Like and we that. do have hey, a shaver. Hey, speaking, of, we do. Speaking of uh, scripture, what do you think the most uh, looked into scripture on Amazon? So e Kindle book, uh, the most looked into scripture when it comes to uh, just scripture in general. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, John 3.16, maybe, you know, there's a bunch of different scriptures. Actually, it's this scripture. This wow. scripture is looked up more than any other scripture and has been, not just now that we're in the midst of this pandemic, but it's just a reality, especially for Americans. Here in America, we, we just really, we wrestle with anxiety in spite of the fact uh, that we have more access to um, all sorts of things uh, when it comes to technology, our homes are safer, our cars are safer, our modes of travel uh, seem to be safer overall. We have more opportunities than ever. Mm -hmm. um, we are more anxious than we've ever been. And actually, we're the most anxious You kind of sound culture. anxious right now. All right, I'll settle down. I'll go to your spiritual director vibe. <laughs> it could help. It could help. All right, just I'll try even it. Just so anyway, even more than third world population, the third world population are much more laid back than Americans. So it's crazy, isn't it? So then you put us in the middle of a pandemic and uh, anxiety just can rise up. So mm -hmm. this scripture is so applicable uh, mm -hmm. for this moment in time. I heard this, uh, heard about this guy, this was before this whole pandemic thing started that went to the doctor, to a psychologist, to his therapist, he was getting a little bit anxious and troubled. And he said, um, he said to his doctor, he said, hey, I'm just having some weird things going on. I'm feeling pretty anxious. Can you help me? And he said, well, what's going on? He says, well, last night I had this dream that I was a pup tent. And he said, okay. And he said, what, what else? <laughs> he said, what, what else? This is, are you laughing about this guy's therapy? Anyway, uh, he said, two nights ago, I uh, had a dream that I was a teepee. 
<laughs> the, the doctor said, the doctor said, oh, that's not, that's not a problem at all. He says, you're too tense. So, <laughs> you're too tense. Uh-huh. Anyway, so obviously, Thanks, that's, yeah, that's awesome. a great, boom, boom. Anyway, um, you know what happens with us? I think that uh, we can begin, especially as Christians, if you're a Christ follower, you can feel like anxiety is almost sin. But the truth is, is we all deal with it. Um, And this scripture, for instance, where it says, be anxious for nothing, it really, the original language really speaks more to do not dwell in this anxious space. Mm -hmm. Because even Jesus, uh, the scripture said, for instance, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, that he he became so troubled in his spirit um, that he asked the Father to have the cup pass, Mm -hmm. right? Remember when he prays in the Garden? So even Jesus dealt with anxiety, but he dealt with it well. And that's what we want to talk to you about a little bit today. Um, I love in the Psalms, it says to do not fret because it causes harm. So if we can just enter into this conversation and this beautiful portion of scripture Mm -hmm. um, and remember that the invitation is to move. God's desire for our life is that we wouldn't dwell in anxiety, that we wouldn't dwell in this tense place right, right. Yeah, so even taking a deep breath um exactly. every time you feel yourself rising up and getting tense yeah take a deep breath yeah so there's a few things that we see in the scripture that claire and i want to talk to you for a few minutes about uh, that are just beautiful now remember the backdrop of this scripture is paul writes this portion of scripture to the philippians while he's in a roman jail which means he was in quarantine yeah and, and the kind of quarantine that we probably, mm-hmm. none of us are in at this moment, or maybe you are if you're watching from jail, but just know that you have a friend in Paul, a mm-hmm. person who was very limited in his ability to move and do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this can even have that flavor. Now, some would say, I thought he wrote this in a Philippian jail. No, he actually goes to a Philippian jail later. Mm-hmm. That's written about in Acts chapter 16. Yeah, he's been in quarantine a few times. Yeah, he's, he's an expert at dealing with the anxiety of entrapment and just the anxiety of life. Yeah. So the first thing that we see, it jumps right out, uh, as Ezra read that to us, is the first thing is to rejoice. Yeah, oh my gosh. And, you know, listen, you guys, first of all, if you're feeling anxious, just breathe. And, mm-hmm. um, and even as we say the word rejoice, you might feel like, seriously, guys, can you just come into my world for a minute? And um, I think when Paul says rejoice, and the word that's used here from the Greek comes from the word charis and gifts. um, But I kind of think about the word rejoice as uh, going back to joy you had, like rewind, like rejoice, go back to that joy that you had. And and I think Paul had this confidence in God because he had been through some things already. And so rejoicing really has to do with going back to what is the source of your joy? What is the real source of your joy? I want you to consider that. What is the real joy, uh, real source of your joy? I, I love this little uh, movie called Inside Out, and I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, it would be really good. A little girl named Riley moves, and um, she is having a real hard time 
with her emotions. And, you know, she does accept things more like fear and anger and disgust, but she has a real hard time with sadness. And so she has this emotion of joy and this uh, emotion of sadness that are having a hard time being together. And, and so when we realize that, that joy and sadness are the stars of this movie in this emotional roller coaster of Riley's life, um, and every time she tries to separate them, more chaos happens. And if you don't know about the movie, two psychologists actually helped write this movie um, to help us allow joy and sadness to join hands. Um, grief and gratitude can live under the same roof, and joy and sadness can join hands. I'll, you'll see the little picture I have there of joy in the movie and sadness. They're actually joining hands. And the reason this is really meaningful for me right now is um, we lost um, my mom here on, on Thursday. And she's been in lockdown since the beginning of pandemic at her assisted care facility. But um, since Tuesday, she's been in hospice care. And um, by God's grace, the, the ban was lifted for us to go in. So in full PPE um, equipment, we went in to be with our mom. And um, I have to tell you that I, I, um, I am amazed at how much um, joy is here in the midst of my sadness. And you'll see the little picture of my mom and dad dancing at their 50th uh, wedding anniversary. And um, my sister put up this post and just said, they're dancing again. And and I just want to say to you guys, you know, um, there is this reality of, of real sadness and you don't want to push it away because what will happen is things will fall apart if you don't let sadness and joy dwell together. Um, what is more true about uh, my sadness, and I've cried myself to sleep um, every night and I, and I have woken up with joy every morning as I'm imagining my mom. Uh, with God, with my dad, with my son, with, you know, with my sister. And, uh, and I have to tell you, friends, don't dismiss either. Joy and sadness can join hands for a real healthy walk through life. And if we learn this during these days of COVID, um, we will come out a healthier people. We'll come out people who are not just pushing repressing, suppressing um, our emotions, but we'll be people that are able to experience the full range of human emotions. Mm -hmm. And for you to be healthy at this time, the full range of human emotions is here. As Scott said, from the garden where Jesus prayed in the ways that Jesus did to knowing that there was joy unspeakable coming up. So mm -hmm. thank God for Paul. And I just want you to think for a moment about something that brings you joy. Just go ahead. Let it come right here. And for me, Scott started doing some of my mom's dance moves <laughs> <laughs> this week. And he, you know, and I, I, we've, we've been laughing and just thinking about, about those things that are fully alive now in the presence of God and the presence mm -hmm. of Jesus, her Savior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Paul continues in this scripture with, this is really like textbook 
some scriptures aren't like this, but this scripture is like so applicable and so practical. So it starts out with rejoicing, rejoice. And then he says, and again, I say rejoice, which I love you talking about like, and again, yes, and and again, again, just, just stay there. Then he moves on and he says to take it up with God through prayer and supplication Hmm. with thankfulness. So prayer and supplication, uh, supplication is a way of praying. It is an earnest to, to, to have a supplication is to be earnestly praying and giving your focus and attention on God. So one of the most powerful and profound practices that any of us can be doing, certainly in this time or any time in our life to deal with anxiety is to be praying and mm-hmm. praying kind of manifests, especially when it comes to anxiety, two different ways. The first thing is when we pray, we want to remember the promises of God. Yeah. We bring God's promises in Isaiah. It says to remind the Lord of his promises. Mm-hmm. Now we don't remind the Lord of promises because God needs to be reminded of the things that God has promised. But when we remind the Lord of promises, the promises that he's made when we pray in that way, which is so connected to the things that we get anxious about Mm -hmm. when we can go to promises in the scripture and say, God, remember, this is what you said. And I rest in that. Mm -hmm. I humble myself and connect Mm -hmm. myself to this promise. It begins to lower the RPMs because we can count on God because the reason we're anxious is we know that there's things beyond our own strength and ability to tend to. So we give those things over to God. We remind God of promises. Think about it in this way. Prayer is kind of like the highway uh, of God's promises coming into manifesting in our lives. Mm. And God's timing is God's timing, right? That's uh, That's God's decision, how timing ends up. But what prayer does is it begins to eliminate the clutter on, on that freeway or highway that delivers our connection from God to us. So it begins to eliminate those things. And anxiety certainly needs to be kind of set to the side. Um, the second thing that we see here is uh, when it comes to prayer is we're invited is to cast our cares. We cast our anxieties. Mm-hmm. We, we give our anxieties over to God, which we certainly do that through promises. But in First Peter, uh, for instance, chapter 5, verse 7, it says this. It says, cast all your anxieties. Some versions say cast your cares. But more specifically, it says cast all your anxieties on God because God cares for you. Mm-hmm. So what we do is think about it as we're just kind of casting those things away. We, we, we cast our anxiety on God. It's like, God, this is your burden to carry. I give this to you. The problem is, is some of us are casters and reelers in, right? If you've ever been fishing with, if you've ever been fishing with somebody that's impatient, if you ever go fishing with a little kid um, (laughs) and they just, they can't stand letting the bobber just sit, they're casting and reeling Mm -hmm. it back in. The invitation is to cast and let it set. It's God's weight to carry. This is God's this is God's turf. God, I give this to you and I trust you. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things um, you just say cast and cut. Mm-hmm. You want to tell those guys that? I loved that. Yeah. I think just the whole, just the whole concept of instead of casting and reeling back in, just cast, I cast my cares mm-hmm. out and now I'm going to cut the line to that. I'm just going to leave that, um, that I'm not going to become impatient. I'm just going to leave it with God and allow God to tend to that. 
And I, you know, I think um, this idea of casting it and then this exhortation here about meditation. Um, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is commendable, if there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And um, one version says meditate on these things. Another version says dwell on these things. Another version says um, uh, it has this connotation of, of stay with, sit don't move, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, God has us in a place of dwelling that normally we just, we move, 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 move. And we have this time to dwell on what is good and what is lovely and what is of good report. I mean, we could dwell on other things, um, but those are not commendable and lovely and excellent and worthy of praise. They actually can be demonic. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things can, the evil one can work to keep you trapped. And, Mm -hmm. and it actually creates a strong hold in your mind where the, what you're meditating on is evil and fear that um, will trap you rather than being able to dwell in what is good and lovely and good report and thinking Mm -hmm. about these kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. my friends, what are you dwelling on right now? Mm -hmm. You know, while you're dwelling in your house, while it's stay home, are you safe in your mind? Are you meditating on God? Um, In the Old Testament, the word meditate really had this connotation of chewing the cud like like a cow that chews in a pasture and they chew this is going to get gross and and then they swallow it and they vomit it up and then they eat it again and they chew it again and they get more nourishment out of it more nutrients well here's the reality you are in a place right now where you could be meditating on something that nourishes you or you could actually be in a spot where you're eating things that are toxic for your soul Mm -hmm. And Paul is just encouraging us to meditate on these things so that the God of peace will be with us. Yeah. So when we're thinking about meditation, Scott and I have been meditating on the good things. Like we've been watching, um, I've got your back, uh, taking all kinds of food mm-hmm. to the hospital. We've seen those pictures and, and thank God, you know, thank God for, um, the, the, the medical professionals that are taking care. I, I will attach an article to the Facebook page today and send it to you in the newsletter next week. But Samaritan's Purse has set up a field hospital in Central Park. And these these, um, healthcare professionals, they are praying and they are singing and they are walking with people um, on their journey toward complete healing. Some will be completely healed on the other side of heaven, and some will be healed right here in their bodies, but they have people walking with them in this way. I'm meditating on my nephew, Kevin, who's a pulmonologist, and he's working on the COVID floor a few times a week, and I'm so grateful for him. I meditate on my niece, Danielle, and the care that she's giving people. I meditate on these these kinds of things because (laughs) I could go somewhere else. And, and I want to say that if I can allow, as Scott said, let anxiety lead us to God in prayer, if we can let sadness join with joy, if we can actually meditate on what is true about God, that God is for us, mm-hmm. 
And if God is for us, who or what can be against us? And so, friends, we want to encourage you today, even as um, you get your communion elements and Skylar sings in Christ alone, we want to encourage you to bring your communion elements to the table, whether you're by yourself or you're with someone else, and know that God is with you right here in the full range of human emotions, and that God is strengthening you, that the God of peace will be with you, even today during communion. So, Mm -hmm. Skylar, will you lead us in, in Christ alone as we gather our communion elements, and then we'll pray together to close. Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace When fears are still, when striving cease My comforter, my all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain, then bursting forth in glorious day. No power in hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns.
or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I'll stand. So friends, I just want you to know that this is who Jesus is for you. So if you could even just begin to let the fullness of Jesus come to your mind right now, what Jesus has done for you, till he returns or calls you home, here in the power of Christ, you'll stand. So I'll lead you in these prayers. And um, we decided, really, we wanted to uh, take communion separately today, Scott and I, just because we know many of you are by yourself in your home. And so just in solidarity with you, for those of you who are all alone, we want you to know you are not alone. You are in union with Christ today. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, I choose to meditate on these things. Lord Jesus, as we partake of the communion elements, we rejoice in our covenant relationship with you and all that this relationship includes. We take our eyes off the natural and look to you. We take our eyes off the external and look inward and find you there. Christ, we choose you. Laying aside lies, anxiety, and fear and deepen our relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Christ, we choose you to answer the call to pray and listen and to know you more than ever before, to seek you in communion here and alone. Amen.
Yes. Do you want to try that? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, exactly. That is good, lovely, good report. Yeah. That's great stuff. I love the words, Lord, you make all things new. Your love is my breakthrough. Now I sing hallelujah. Come on, let that be all week long. Let the God's love be your breakthrough into this week as you hold all these things in your reality um the love of god is the greatest reality there is Mm -hmm. so yeah so receive that we love you guys so much have a phenomenal week and we look forward to seeing you next week don't forget about prayer and all the small groups throughout the week as well yeah blessings